Hi everyone, editing Rachel from the future here. Quick note about the beginning of this week's episode. Apparently after being off for two weeks for the holidays made me forget um, how to do the podcast properly. <laughs> so our intro, the usual, you know, tangents as we continue, blah, 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 insert witty line from Rachel here, um, did not get recorded. <laughs> Uh, so the recording is going to pick up right in the middle of us chit-chatting after, uh, you know, saying it, who's here, um, and that sort of thing. So, <laughs> yeah, so you're going to hear our usual, uh, you know, uh, celebrity intro and the music, uh, but then it's going to pick up right in the middle of, uh, our conversation about, uh, the holidays and this kind of the nerdy stuff we got for Christmas. Um, and then we get into the usual stuff, you know, news and feedback and all that fun stuff. But yeah, um, hopefully next week I'll do a little better. Just got to shake off the rest a little apparently. And, uh, you know, it's like, uh, riding a bicycle. You know, you never really forget, but just sometimes you're a little wobbly when you first get on again after it's been a while. Enjoy! This is Paul McGann and you're listening to the 5-ish Fangirls Podcast. on YouTube, he's kind of a mix of Mr. Rogers and Pee Wee Herman, if you can imagine that. It's interesting combo. Very interesting combo. But he like goes out into the community. He teaches people about, you know, talks to other people about what they do and, you know, talks to the kids. And it's so it's not like this, like, nice, calm, sedate Mr. Rogers, but it's kind of the same thing. But, you know, he kind of but he also is very childlike and and things. And it's kind of the whole the whole I mean, he, he could be annoying. I get it. I know. But the whole idea behind, like, where he came from is, like, is this guy who was, like, a stand-up comedian who did some very, very, very X-rated stuff. And then he realized, and then he kind of had this moment where he's like, oh, I actually want to be a good example to my nieces and nephews, and this isn't setting, this isn't doing it for him. So he created the character so he could, you know, make something that they could watch. So, and I'm like, you know what? That's admirable. You want to, and, and yes. you want to be educational and fun and engaging and for, for little kids. And now he has a friend named Mika and she's kind of, she, she goes, she has her own little series and she's, she's cute and it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's, it's not for everybody. And I could totally see why people would think it's annoying after a while, but I don't know. It's, it's kind of. Knowing the backstory of it kind of endears it. It's kind of endearing. So between that and Bluey, Lottie is just like, she's in hog heaven. But anyway, <laughs> that was a very long explanation of wrapping paper. <laughs> <laughs> and Christmas with kids. Uh -huh. There you go. It's been a while mm -hmm. since we've been on the podcast. Yes. You know, Christmas and the holidays, it's a big, it's a big, big deal. So. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, although, strangely enough, not a whole lot in the way of news. Uh, 
it was kind of quiet over the holidays, which is kind of a good thing, I think. Um, in, in some form, although we do have a bit of 10 o'clock news, unfortunately, with the, yeah. the lost um, member of the Doctor Who community and Richard Franklin, mm-hmm. like Captain Mikey Yates of Unit for the longest time. Yes. Uh, so, um, but yeah, those, those, those first and second series, folks, you know, that was a long time ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, so a lot of them are up there in age. So, um, but yeah, it was uh, semi-regular, you know, because we got obviously we got a lot of unit uh, starting with the second Doctor and definitely with the third Doctor. So, and then you know, Mike Yates has also gone into, as a character into Big Finish and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. So. There is plenty of Captain Yates for you to uh, consume if you want to uh, yes. see more of the character or listen to more of the character, hear more about the character, learn more about the character. Yes, and he, I believe he came back and did some big finish as well. Mm-hmm. So, yep. So, Chet is... That, um, and then last night, award season kicked off. Mm-hmm. Crazy to think. So, uh, and boy, howdy, it was. Thankfully, it was on CBS, which meant it was streaming live on Paramount Plus. So, thank you for that. Because <laughs> uh-huh. uh, usually, most of the award ceremonies, I have to go digging for not the dark web, but you know, corners of the internet to watch this stuff. Alternative, actually, uh, yeah, because I don't have TV. Yes, <laughs> so <laughs> I have to, I have to watch these things usually with the help of other people. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, the Google Globes were last night, um, and it was, it was kind of all over the place. But like we said, when the nominees were announced. It's not necessarily the best indicator of where the Oscars might go. Right. Um, So that being said, Oppenheimer did walk away with four statues, including best drama picture, best Mm -hmm. director, best lead in uh, actor in a drama, um, and then best supporting, uh, which Robert Downey Jr. You know, (laughs) cracks me up. Yes. He's talking about after the movie was released and somebody came up and said, told him that his performance was unusually restrained, which he immediately took as a insult, not a compliment. Mm Like, well, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is restrained is not (laughs) the first thing you think of when you're describing Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) No. Really? (laughs) No. Um, That being said. I could see where he would take it as a bit of a diss. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, he's pretty self-deprecating himself, though, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, That being said. Um, if you want to maybe look into the stuff that is getting attention when it comes to awards, you might want to look at the holdovers. Mm-hmm. 
I've had one person recommend it to me, um, but that's it. So apparently Sean really liked it on his review for Flicks with Friends. Um, so yeah, Barbie only walked away with uh, best original song with the to to, to Billie Eilish's uh, "What Was I Made For." Um, and uh, their their new category, which is essentially you know. Uh, they call it cinematic and box office achievement. It's a popularity award, is what it is. Um, it, Barbie won that, so well, like I said, well, it already won the popularity contest by virtue of the fact it made so much money. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> that is very true. Why do you need an award yeah. for that? And and this is love. one. This is one award ceremony, and there is a lot between now and March. Uh, when we have the Oscars, but I do kind of wonder if Barbie is fizzled out because it's been so long since its original release. Although Oppenheimer was released at the same time, so... Yeah, well, that one was more award-friendly, too. Yeah. Well, Barbie. Oppenheimer is still in theaters in some places, too, so, like, I could still go see it in IMAX if I wanted to, you know, locally, which I probably should, uh, <laughs> so... That also might make a difference as well. If it stays in the theaters, it stays in people's minds. So who knows? Like I said, the, the Golden Globe's not necessarily the best indicator of where things will go when it comes to the Oscars. Um, so I will say it was really cool. Um, not that I've seen it and I'm not likely to because, uh, first of all, I don't care for anything Scorsese does. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I also know that the uh, the story is not the most accurate, historically accurate. Mm -hmm. um, but um, making a historically Lily... biopic, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, for uh, yeah, um, uh, Lily. I can't remember her last name. Um, for yeah, for flowers of the of the. Killers of the Flower Moon. Moon. See, I don't even care enough to keep the, the name <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, she she won, um, which she was the first um, indigenous woman to be nominated, and therefore by winning, that makes her the first indigenous woman to win. So that's pretty cool. So I will take that. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Um, so that is that. Uh, then we do have a new episode of Gold Standard in the feeds. Uh, in the main feeds. Uh, we are almost caught up. We're at the... Yeah, the penultimate penultimate. Uh, <laughs> with 2020's Nomadland. Um, and then... Coming up on our next episode is the penultimate Oscar winner with Coda. And then after that, we have everything ever all at once, and then we're going to be caught up. And then you all get to find out what we're going to be doing after that. So, uh, but that is exciting. We are so. feeling like. Yeah, it is weird because it, it, when we started, it seemed like it was, you know, Doing it every other week, it's like, oh, that's going to take ages. And here we are. It's like, 
we have two movies left before we're caught up and then we have to wait till March to find out what the next winner is. So, uh, but there's that. Um, of course we are in a new month, so it means book club. Yes. So the book, it's actually, there's going to be two audios audio for this month and audio for next month so this month is the magic mouse trap and next month is the nightmare fair and they both deal with uh past nemesis of the doctor which we've seen portrayed by the fantastic neil patrick harris the mm-hmm. toy maker sue so, enjoy and then in february i will have the pull up for march's book So then, you know, for February, I could just post a link to my birthday Big Finish audio link in that episode where we do that episode. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, oh, yes. So, just yes, so, yes. saying, if you want to join in the book club, but you also want to send in feedback in February, you, you can do that. So, yes. To rant a little. Uh, <laughs> yes. So there's that. Uh-huh. And then we got some feedback from Shalane. Um, she says, Happy New Year's. Hope you girls have a good holiday and making New Year- making some New Year's resolutions. I do not make resolutions because I'm terrible at them. So I just kind of... Last yeah, year is the word. You know, and it works, I think. Yeah. Your New Year's resolution is not to make resolutions, and hey, you stuck to it. Exactly. (laughs) My resolution is to do my best. So, (laughs) no matter what I'm doing, I'm going to do my best. How's that? So, um, and then she gave us a list of a bunch of movies that have anniversaries this year <laughs> which we appreciate because i am working mm-hmm. i we do have a document where we keep track of anniversaries for each year so that comes in handy um so you know if you were alive during any of these time periods then you probably remember uh some of these <laughs> movies being released um uh she says also how they moved the gold gloves from nbc to cbs yes, yes they did so Again, thank you, Paramount Plus, for streaming that. Uh, I'm expecting Barbie to win Best Comedy and Best OG Songs for I'm Just Ken. Sorry, Shalane. <laughs> Obviously, she said these uh, before uh, yesterday's award ceremony. Uh, sorry, you were wrong on both of those. Although, I will say, I was quite pleased as they were listing off the nominees for Best Original Song. Uh that, uh, you know, when they got to Peaches, Jack Black was there just in case. Uh, so, <laughs> I was surprised that I'm Just Ken is nominated for Best Original Song. It is kind of catchy, and it has a great dance number in it, too. So, I was bummed out that The Color Purple didn't get nominated for Best Musical, and Wonka was only nominated for Best Actor, because I heard Wonka is this year's greatest show. <laughs> Uh, from what I've heard from everybody who's seen Wonka, you know, they say it's cute. Yeah, 
it's not amazing, but it's entertaining and it's it's a fun watch. So probably a pop like this. Yeah, that's basically what I've heard from people I've heard talk about it and they're like, it's fun. Not, yeah. you know. There was there there was there was some trepidation from some going into it, but I'm like, you know what, I will take fun. Yeah. I'm not sure if I want to watch it just because like the few like from the trailers and clips. Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa just really freaks me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me to look at. Like, oh, well, isn't it, and it, you know, as they pair in the, 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 you know, the, the version that we all remember growing up with kids, that's fine, but something about Hugh Grant as Oompa Loompa really freaks me out. Mm-hmm. It's just wrong. Uh, <laughs> and for animated, either Pixar <laughs> Elementals or Disney Wish, but maybe Boy and the Heron, which Boy and the Heron did win. Uh, just so I was thinking Cooper Bar Brothers could win because of Gold Gloves Aaron on it. You say Aaron NBC and NBC is owned by Universal, but they and they did Super Mario Brothers, but the Gold Gloves now airing on CBS. And in theory, that should not make a difference. <laughs> Who owns who and what network an award ceremony airs on should not make a difference. So, going back to Wonka, you can also talk about an episode about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Johnny Depp, and the one with the late Gene Wilder. Yeah, we should. Uh, and the books. So, I've, I've read the first book. I've not read Charlie and the Glass Elevator yet, though, but I'll get around to it. Ergo should do an episode on movies based on Rob Dahl, the author behind Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Matilda, and the BFG, James and the Giant Peach. Yeah. Also, be patient for next year's musical. You girls are planning to talk about this. Twenty twenty three was a year for musical for you girls. I think my favorite musicals you girls talked about this year was Little Shop of Horrors, Sister Act, Mamma Mia, Les Mis, Frozen, and Beetlejuice. And then she sends in another list of anniversary films that she forgot, uh, which uh, I'm going slowly backwards in the incremental years. But yeah, I do have a couple of those already written down so you're on the right track Shalane think of it a bunch alright so our first Christmas special since Twice Upon a Time uh, finally going mm-hmm. back and getting a Doctor Who special on Christmas Day. Yeah. It's been a hot minute. And this is actually the first uh, Christmas special that is the new Doctor's first full episode since the Christmas invasion. So, <laughs> which was a long time ago. David Dennett's first proper full episode so it's been you know that christmas and doctor who used to be very hand in hand but you know they got a little little creative uh over over the years um but yes this gives us shooty gatwa our 15th doctor his first full proper episode granted he did get a decent amount of screen time in the giggle once the bi-generation happened, but this gives him his opportunity to really show his doctor and what we can expect from this doctor. The first thing I think we can expect from this doctor is he's not going to have a single outfit. 
this doctor mm-hmm. is kind of a cl- uh, kind of a clothes whore, for a lack of a better term. That we know the TARDIS has an extensive wardrobe, and it seems like this doctor is going to take advantage of it. That he's gonna he's going to wear lots of different outfits. I mean, he wears. Uh, he starts off wearing a kilt. <laughs> You know, in this episode, and then switches to the outfit with the, the the kind of blue pants and the longish coat. Uh, you know, Doctor always loves a swishy coat, uh, no matter the incarnation. So I won't fault in that. Uh, but in the uh, little clips we get for what's coming uh, when the series, when we get the proper series in the spring, as they're telling us. Um, and as we've seen in some of the promotional pictures, this doctor is taking advantage of the TARDIS wardrobe, and I'm kind of here for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then we also get introduced to our new companion, Ruby Sunday. Although every time I see or hear her name, I want to break out into the Rolling Stone song, Ruby Tuesday. Which is not the same thing. <laughs> no, it is. It's like, yeah, I see what you did there. Yep. Was, <laughs> there. Uh, but we, we, yeah, once again are getting a companion who has a mysterious backstory that, in theory, mm-hmm. we will slowly discover during their time as the companion. So, in this case, Ruby was. Uh, abandoned as a baby, um, dropped on the uh, front front stoop of a church on Ruby Road. That's the title of the episode, The Church on Ruby Road. And that's where she got her name, was Ruby. And then she was taken in um, as a foster child um, mm-hmm. by um, this uh, woman, uh, Carla, uh, mm-hmm. and who lives with her mother, Cherry, and their last name is Sunday. And uh-huh. Ruby, essentially, Ruby essentially becomes what, what we call in the animal world a foster fail, where they decide yes. to keep said foster. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yes. <sighs> Uh, I don't know how many times the Rolling Stones song Ruby Tuesday yep. kept running through my mind. I'm like, no, it's Sunday. <laughs> Besides, we do not want to say goodbye to Ruby. We want to say hello. Exactly. To Ruby. She just came. She just came. Yeah. <laughs> she just showed up on scene. Yeah. So, so yeah, Ruby. Ruby is a foster fail, and Carla and Jerry end up deciding to to adopt her as, as their own. So she gets the last name Sunday. Um, oh, um, and they live, would... you know, in a, in a, in a flat somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, uh, we meet some of their neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and uh, it turns out that um, throughout the years, Carla has, uh, fostered a lot of mm-hmm. children, um, but Ruby's the only one that she's ever kept. Um, but mm-hmm. it's Christmas Eve, and a, and a new baby has has been brought in that needs uh, only needs to be watched over for a few days while the birth mother tries to sort herself out and decide what she wants to do. Uh, 
though, because having a newborn can be very overwhelming <laughs> from what I understand, especially if this is your first time doing it. Uh, people don't realize just how much work is involved with the baby. There, people are like, oh, they just sleep all the time. How much work can it be? <laughs> They're a lot of work. They are oh, a lot of work. And they oh. only become more work the bigger they get. I do know that much. Yeah. Although, although once, once they can feed themselves and dress themselves and use the bathroom themselves, it gets a little easier. But not Yeah, easy. but you got to keep them alive till then. Yes, yes. And then, it, and then you still have to teach them how to do that stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> but then so they want to snuggle you and then play with you, so it's fun. Yeah. And like after <laughs> spending time with my nephew and niece over the holidays, um, oh my goodness, there's so much work, and they're not even mine. So, uh, <laughs> this confirms I made the right choice by not having any. Because uh, it's not for everybody. <laughs> but in the Sunday's case, it is very much theirs. Their mm -hmm. thing. They, they love fostering kids for no matter how long they might stay. Uh, you know, uh, Carl has got photos of every single uh, child she's ever fostered up on the refrigerator. Um, you know, it's a very, it's obviously, it's a very loving home. Um, mm -hmm. Although, although Cherry uh, is. <laughs> It's very mad if you do not bring her her tea no. when she asks it. <laughs> uh, Get you know. the woman a cup of tea, please. Yes. And thank you. Yes. She just wants a cup of Come on. I mean, for for the, okay. Help an Carla, old woman out. <laughs> Ruby, Christmas gift. Automated tea thing right by yeah, your bedside. Really. All you got to do is just make sure that She's got fresh water and changed the cups and yep. lean over and self-serve. Yep. Exactly. So, um, but Ruby has been wanting to figure out more uh, about you know her birth parents. So she goes and approaches this television show that you know, apparently has access to resources and all sorts of stuff to be able to do like DNA testing and do genealogy and look into records that, you know, most people may not have access to, that sort of thing. Um, and um, uh, it turns out that they're not able to find anything anywhere about her birth mother or birth father. So, you know, it's kind of like, oh. Yeah, how can people have a child and not leave any sort of trace anywhere? So yeah, like God's, you know, it you know, gets us uh, questioning things, um, and in the process, in the process, Ruby and all the people around here start experiencing bad luck. Mm -hmm. And it starts innocuous mm -hmm. enough. Yeah, you know, somebody knocks over a cup of coffee or something like that. Uh, something that, you know, Donna Noble will be like, oh, that happens to me all the time. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, and, uh, but it because it starts to, the, the bad luck starts to become uh, a bit more grand or, you know, like, 
almost final destination ish. <laughs> you know, um, uh, so that gets the, the the doctor's attention, um, and uh, he happens to arrive the same time that this new foster baby named Lulu Bell, which Ruby, uh, and both Ruby and Carl think is awful name. Uh, <laughs> the doctor loves it. Uh, get dropped off and he learns you know about how you know they fostered 32 other children and all that stuff uh and then lulu bell Bell gets kidnapped by goblins (laughs) uh which ruby gives chase climbing out on the roof where she meets the doctor uh they end up on the goblins flying ship which is up in the sky hidden in the clouds and uh, the goblins feed on coincidence and accidents while traveling through time to find baby Steve, which all I can think of is the uh, the poem that uh, we covered when we talked about Annie, you know, about the goblins are going to get you if you don't watch out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Um, uh, so all the accidents have been them feeding on the energy of of that um, till they could till they could get uh, the baby. They, they like babies, as Eddie mm-hmm. Izzard once said. Taste of chicken. Uh, <laughs> and and the thing is, humans taste need... like chicken, so babies must taste of chicken. Uh, <laughs> And they only need one baby to feed the whole group. I'm finding really suspect. Unless uh, it has something to do with the Goblin King and he just kind of transfers said power. Who knows? Maybe, maybe it's like a mother bird thing. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Um, uh, you know, we, we meet the goblins and the goblin king. Nothing like Jared from Labyrinth. No. I will tell you that. Uh, <laughs> no, no time Today happens to be David Bowie's birthday. R.I.P. David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> not that goblin king. Nope. Our, we, yeah. we were all wishing for that goblin king. Don't get us wrong. Is some sort of variation yeah. that? Nope. We got the we got no. the uh, Jabba the Hutt version. Yeah. Other end of the looks spectrum. Very yes. Jabba the Hutt. Very uh, Middle Earth. Yeah. You know, goblin type. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. But we get a nice song and dance number. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Which was Jan- fun. Goblin for the win. Yes. <laughs> I mean, some of those names that they had, I was just like, okay, you guys had way too much fun, but I, I, I'm buying it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and well, the cool thing is, is that the BBC didn't put out the full song, so we didn't know that we were also getting shooty. And yes. Ruby singing, yeah. and man, can both of them yeah. carry a tune. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shooty can, is not bad, neither is Millie. Um, so, uh, although apparently Shooty was rather nervous. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, can, you, you got a good set of pipes on you, boy. <laughs> yeah, not bad. You're not bad. So, um, 
Now, the doctor has defeated enemies in a large variety of, of ways and means. Song and dance, why not? It's been 60 years, and we're probably due for the doctor to defeat, you know, take on a bad guy with song and dance. So, yep. you know. a little dance off. Mm-hmm. Why, why not? Uh, Startled. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, but, uh, so they, they save Lulu Bell, uh, of course. Um, but in the process of their escape, um, the goblins decide uh, to get revenge, so they travel back in time, causing a literal crack to appear in Carla's flat. Um, and now they have changed the present so that Car- the, the home is not warm and welcoming. Carla is not the you know the happy foster mom. She's only fostered a handful of, of kids and only does it for the money. Uh, Cherry is a big pain in the ass and not in the cute, like, Sophia old lady kind of way. Uh, (laughs) And uh, so the doctor realizes that the goblins have gone back in time to take Ruby when she was a baby. Uh, So, of course, the doctor has to travel back in time himself um, and uh, manages to um, uh, crash the goblin ship Killing the Goblin King, very Ursula in the, you know, <laughs> in the little race. Yes. Uh, one Shishka Goblin King to go. Um, yep. And then the, the doctor takes baby Ruby, puts her on the church's doorstep so that, you know, the, the history and therefore the future can, you know, go back to the way it was. Um, and then the doctor comes back to the present, everything's all hunky dory, including saving. Uh, Davina from getting crushed by that Christmas tree. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, and uh, you know, the doctor's like, yeah, you know, this has been fun. Bye. Starts to leave. Ruby figures out, no, this guy is more than what he seems. Finds the TARDIS. Has her, she doesn't say it, but of course has her bigger on the inside moment. Uh, yes. if she does, even if she doesn't say the line, the eyes say it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the, the doctor had mentioned things about how the goblins, you know, once he writes everything, he mentions that the goblins had gone back in time to kidnap Ruby, and he had talked about the goblins themselves were time travelers. He talks about, he mentions that he himself was adopted, which is a nice little nod to the flux and all that. So, yeah, keeping that canon. Um, so the Doctor and Ruby are now Doctor and Companion going off to have their adventures, but we get a nice little, like, wait, what? Uh, uh-huh. You know, a la MCU mid-credit scene where uh, Mrs. Flood, uh-huh. who is one of the, the Sunday's neighbor, uh, along with some of their, their other um, uh other neighbors like Abdul and uh, was it Denzel or mm-hmm. was, but we made a bunch of neighbors because uh, they live in a row of flats. Um, so, uh, but uh, the TARDIS takes off, and I think it's Abdul 
is all like you know because mrs flood she just kind of hangs hangs out on her stoop and you know it's kind of the 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 neighborhood nosy person you know kind of like uh, kind of like the neighbor in bewitched who lived across the street kravitz yeah but she's got a little more sass to her and played a wonderfully by anita dobson aka mrs brian may <laughs> yes <laughs> um so but abdul is like oh did you see that and of course mrs Fonz is like yeah what are you talking about abdul go inside you you need yeah, you know, she go sit, go watch some telly or something. And then we get a fourth wall break, and Mrs. Flood was like, What? You've never seen a TARDIS before? Whoa, say what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving us all going, Wait a minute, who the hell is Mrs. Flood? Rewind, rewind. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen theories anywhere from the Ronnie, older version of. Rose, older version of Donna. Ruby. Ruby. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, we see someone delivering baby Ruby to the church. Church. Right. It's, ob- it, it's seen, I don't want to say obvious, but based on the clothing and the body shape and everything, it appears to be a woman wearing right. a cloak and like a dress or a skirt she's got on tights and high heels you know like boot booties um mm-hmm. but we don't see her some, face because it's obscured by the hood and um, some of them almost had thought it almost looks like the 13th doctor's yeah very first outfit but i don't know if that would be actually 13 putting baby yeah. ruby at the doorstep i mean yeah who knows yeah. yeah so yeah so the the fandom is in full speculative like, cap mode <laughs> speculation yes. mode mm-hmm. of you know what exactly is ruby's story you know is she human maybe she's not human um yeah you know, the fact that her parents don't, have seemingly have no record of anything existing anywhere on the entire planet of earth kind of makes you wonder uh mm-hmm. you know maybe they're not of earth now, i guess she could still be human and not be of earth because you know and, and humans have the ability to travel to other planets uh yep. especially thanks to like the doctor uh mm-hmm. unit <laughs> stuff like that yeah. so um so she could be human just not of earth or she could be not be human um, right don't we don't no. Um, yeah, so far she hasn't shown anything that makes us think that she's not human. No. You know, no abilities or strange bodily anything, right. you know, no extra limbs or anything or, you know, different colors. Right. <laughs> and the TARDIS is not throwing a conniption fit like it did with Clara. Yes. It's not trying to force her out of the TARDIS, so we know that... Yeah, the TARDIS doesn't mind her being there. He doesn't see her as a right. threat, so that's good. Yep. Um, but we've not seen enough of her interaction with the TARDIS to see if maybe the TARDIS acts like maybe the TARDIS knows her. That That is already. true. Because now, who did the TARDIS doors open for? Was it for Ruby or was it for Mrs. Flood? It was for Ruby. Okay, it was for Ruby. Okay, that's what I yeah. thought. I couldn't. I was trying to remember. Yeah. 
been a little yeah. bit since I've rewatched it for the fourth or fifth time. Yeah, yeah she ran. <laughs> she ran up to it, and she was able to go right in. Um, okay. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, the, the TARDIS doesn't seem to object to her, so that's that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And also of note, the Doctor did not get slapped by a companion's relative yet. Yet. <laughs> yes, being the operative word. This is RTD we're talking about. I think he's yes. actually growing and not having said relatives slap. But then again, Ruby has not yet gone on an adventure and hasn't really had her life majorly put in danger by. I mean, not that she, she wasn't yeah. in this one, but you know yeah. what I'm getting at. <laughs> She hasn't done anything to make her make her mother angry at the doctor yet, or or Cherry. Who knows? Or Cherry. Maybe yes. it'll be maybe it'll be Cherry. It'll be the one to slap this doctor. Maybe it'll be a grandmother yeah. instead. Uh, yeah. Uh, instead of Brandon's mother. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, here's hoping that that doesn't happen, but <laughs> I'm prefacing yeah. that with a yet. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, but it's like, is. Yeah, is the person we saw delivering Ruby, baby Ruby, is that you know a younger version of Mrs. Flood, and Mrs. Flood is just kind of hanging, hanging around, making sure that Ruby grows up, that that could and be stays true. out of trouble until the doctor shows up. Possibly, I mean, and, at you know, this point, I mean, there are, and we do know, game. yeah, and the thing is, we do know that there are individuals out there in the universe that know what a TARDIS is that aren't a Time Lord. You saw that with right. the short with Paul McGann for the 50th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the sister, with the sisters Wait. of Karn, right? Well, no, before that, when he shows oh. up to try to... to oh, to, that's was right. Yes. Or something yes. like that. Yes. Yeah, she's like, is really? that a TARDIS? And I was like, yeah. Yes, You're a Time Lord. Yeah. Where we all lost our collective minds when we heard that voice. Yes. And that's so the doctor like, you were expecting. Worth it. Yes. <laughs> but she recognizes TARDIS right away. So there mm-hmm. are individuals out there that know what the TARDIS are that don't necessarily have to be a Time Lord and or someone who knew the doctor. Mm-hmm. Granted, this is Russell T. Davies and... <laughs> He does like callbacks, but yes, he does. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know what kind? Of, if if this is a callback to somebody that we already know, but it's a face we don't recognize. Correct. Then odds are they would have to be a time lord and have the ability to regenerate. Yes, one would assume. Yeah. And yeah, you know, we we and we know you know we know it's not River. Correct. We know you know somebody throwing out the idea of maybe it's uh, a sibling, you know, River's sibling, and then it's like no, because Amy and Rory cannot have any more children. That's the reason they almost got divorced. And I had to you know, mm-hmm. people are like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. So um, you know, we know it's not you know. From the, the ponds. Um, I mean, I know yeah. there's wild speculation that could it be the river and doctor's kid, but then of course we're not dealing with two heartbeats, so right. that kind of rules. Yeah. yeah, that we know yeah. of. So yeah. yeah. 
um, you know, because of course people hear the name flood and they think water and they immediately went to river ponds. So it's like, oh. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was an RTD's thing anyway. So the whole river song. Well, I mean, it was our first introduction to River Song, but the whole River Song's backstory, that's not Russell C. Davies' thing, that's Moffat's, so. Correct, yes. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, she, she could be someone like the Ronnie, that would be cool. Shudigatwa has tweeted that he would like his doctor to encounter the Ronnie. Mm -hmm. uh, so he is aware that the Ronnie is a character that has not been you know, has not been seen in a while. I'm totally there for that. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know me, that's the hill I planted my flag on. Uh, mm -hmm. I, don't know what's gonna, I don't know what I'm going to do whenever it happens. Um, I'm right. going to find a new hill. Uh, <laughs> you, but until then, you and me both. <laughs> my flag is firmly planted on the Bring Back the Ronnie Hill. Um, uh -huh. You know, obviously, I mean, Bomana this could be a possibility. Back. Yeah, yeah. It, it could be Romana. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think RTD is going to bring the master back I, anytime I soon. No, I think he might give the master a rest along like with the Daleks yeah. and the Cybermen. Yeah. Yeah, we, we really need a break from you know, some of these characters. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, the master I thought maybe Jenny. I thought maybe yeah. she, yeah. I threw out the idea that's, maybe she could be Jenny. Yes, yeah, um, that was a good, yeah, Mrs. Flood being Jenny, yeah, because we don't know where she's been yeah. gallivanting off to. Yeah. Or could it be, I mean, we don't know if alternate Pete versus Chen and Rose had a kid. Maybe that's one of their kids that came back. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or there's, could, this, there's a lot of there's a lot of possibilities. <laughs> or could Ruby be Handy and Rose's kid and they had to send her away and here she is. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, stranger thing things have happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but they, they do like to give us character, you know, sometimes these, these uh, companions with just, you know, not a lot of backstory in there, but like, you're going to figure out along with the rest of us that mm -hmm. who this person is. Like, Clara, you know, it's like the impossible girl. What does that mean? Uh, so, you know, finding out about River's backstory. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. uh, this is, uh, but uh, I, I really like the two of them together. I think Shuggy and Millie have got a, a good chemistry. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, they seem to be really enjoying themselves. I mean, Shooty definitely seems to be enjoying himself. He, I mean, he, he seemed to be enjoying himself, you know, the screen time he got in the giggle. So <laughs> he's, he's definitely taken to, taken to this role like a duck to water. Um, and I'm here for it. I, you can def, I, I just love when you can tell that an actor is enjoying their work. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and that just that this makes it more entertaining to watch when you know they're not phoning it in, um, which I'm 
totally here for. Like I said, I, I love the fact that the, the doctor seems to be playing with the TARDIS wardrobe. So we're going to be getting different, even different hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the promo, you know, one of the promo uh, images that got released, the, the doctor's got a fro. So. <laughs> yes. So we're and definitely going to, we're definitely going to play around with, you know, the cosplayers. Uh-huh. I'm sure are being like, yes, and also cursing at the same time. Yes. Because it's like, I want to cosplay them all. I don't have that kind of money or time. Uh, so then they're forced to choose. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Um, and, and I am so looking forward to the 60s episode with the Beatles. I, yes. cannot, I cannot wait for all the Beatles Easter eggs they that give us, possibly yep, drop. They give us a nice I mean, little lyrics. teaser for the upcoming series. Mm-hmm. And yes, the Doctor is going to Abbey Road Studios. With the oh my god, it's okay! <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Oh. No, no, we're not excited. Oh. <laughs> How is it taken 61 years for the doctor to properly encounter the Beatles? Yes. <laughs> and what did the Beatles? What? I mean, what's gonna? What's gonna happen with the Beatles? So it's like you know, and, and based on the look of the Beatles, because they were they started recording at Abbey because. Uh, Ab, you know, what we know is Abbey Road Studios has not always been Abbey Road Studios. Right. Um, so the fact that they're calling it Abbey Road Studios, though, because it was EMI, but it's also Abbey Road Studios. But based on the Beatles' looks, it seems more early Beatles because they've still got like the matching suits and the mop top hair. But then John's wearing glasses, which he didn't do until later. So, like, are the Beatles going to be, like, part of the actual plot? <laughs> or are they just so happy they're going to London in the 60s and then decide to stop, drop by Abbey Road Studios because they can? Because I sure as hell would if I could get on the TARDIS. <laughs> I'd be like, please and thank you. You can just drop me off at Abbey Road uh, and come back to get me um, after the Beatles have broken up. Uh, <laughs> please and thank you doctor mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after that we're going to go to Wembley uh, for Queen uh, mm-hmm. live at Wembley Stadium and then we're going to fast forward again to Live Aid uh, for <laughs> Queen <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah I mean who knows what's coming? It's Russell T. Davies. He's in charge. That's the thing. But at the same time, if you follow other people on social media, Moffat's been kind of trolling about things. He's been posting some things and saying some things that make people wonder what exactly doing it's just like okay if he's somehow involved or right tell us you're not involved by telling us you're not or telling yeah how's that saying go tell us you're involved by not by telling us you're not involved Uh (laughs) something something along those lines exactly (laughs) exactly 
So you kind of you kind of wonder because oh, Steve, what you doing? Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, we've been to this rodeo numerous times. Just, just be, just lay the cards out on the table and give it to us straight. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that. No. It's just like the MC, you know, anything Dr. Really, it's kind of like the MCU. You say the wrong thing, you shoot the kill. <laughs> yes. Or, 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 or your Mark, Mark, Hill, or Mark Ruffalo and... Uh, Unless you're Mark Ruffalo or Tom Holland. Uh, right. They, they, they are actually paid leakers. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> But, but something tells me I don't think it's up to Ruffalo and uh... yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, who knows mm-hmm. so and the fact that they're still saying Mavity yeah <laughs> so. is that gonna that's gonna be the new thing now yeah, that is a that is. I want to see how long this joke keeps going before somebody goes back to mm-hmm. uh, goes back to uh, uh, you know a certain uh, apple uh, and be like, <laughs> yeah. um, actually, it's called gravity. Gravity, yeah, <laughs> not gravity. So, yeah. yeah. So someone better fix that. Yeah. Oh goodness. And then, of course, you get a Houdini reference dropped. Yes, which the um, somebody actually <laughs> did the the uh, the background check on that, and Houdini has met the. Now we don't know if shoot you know Shooty's doctor when he says he learned how to escape from handcuffs from Harry Houdini, if he necessarily means that incarnation, or if he's talking about one of these other incarnations who we know of as Matt Houdini, because Houdini because... has met the fifth doctor in Smoke and Mirrors, which is an audiobook, mm-hmm. the sixth doctor in Harry Houdini's War, which yep. is an episode of Doctor Who: The Monthly Adventures. The eleventh mm-hmm. Doctor in a short story, Houdini and the Space Cuckoos, and the twelfth yep. Doctor in the comic strip Theater of the Mind. Yeah, and and, and uh, mentioned meeting and, Houdini several times. Yeah, I want to say the tenth Doctor. Just Jody. Yeah. And Jody even mentioned something about it being really wet. And she yeah, learned. when she survives being dunked when they're doing the wit the witch the witch hunters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, but that, that, the actual adventure has not been canonized anywhere. So these are just examples of the doctor actually meeting Harry Houdini in the plot of something. Right. Yeah. uh, So yeah, Houdini's, you know, Houdini knows, should know the doctor really well. Yes. (laughs) And, And there are already people clamoring on some Facebook pages I follow, like, we need a big finished Doctor Who Harry Houdini spinoff series. Yeah. <laughs> Let him get right on it. Yeah. And speaking of Anita Dobson, she's actually uh, in Blood of the Daleks. Yes, my birthday 
Yes. Pick from so this year. Actually, already, he had already met her as yes. Eileen Clint. Mm hmm. So. Um, and actually, Davina McCall, actually, this is her second appearance on the show. She's a, she's a well-known UK TV personality. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because there's actually, she voiced an Android version of herself in Bad Wolf. So Yes. <laughs> and the what not to wear with uh, a certain uh, captain. Yeah. Oh, that's nope. right. Yeah, you, you, and you don't want to know where he was hiding that blaster. Uh, unless you know about Captain Jack better. Better, yes. Uh, right. Yep. Um. But yep, that is that is the introduction of the new Doctor. Our full introduction to the new Doctor. Shooty, Shooty is here. Um. And uh, uh, I'm loving the energy. I I yeah. I, I, I want more. Yeah. Now, have we pegged down a release date? I've heard May, but then I've still heard spring. they're just saying spring. Okay. So of course you know Sean. I'm sure somewhere going Easter Saturday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, we're gonna have to wait and wait and see. In the meantime. If you want to read the novelization of this episode, you can do that um, starting the 25th of January. The Target releases. They are going to be releasing a hardback and an audiobook novelization of this particular episode. So there could be sometimes with novelizations, there is stuff in there that Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily get into the episode, whether it's a description of something or a line that maybe got cut. So, you know, just saying, you may want yeah. to pay attention to the novelizations. I know some people are like, why don't I, why would I want a novelization of the episode? I just watch the episode. And then, well, sometimes there's stuff that ends up in there. So, yes, stuff um, that got cut or stuff yeah. they add to make more sense. Yeah. I mean, according to Wikipedia, which we know is so reliable, mm-hmm. it's a May. But again, that does not necessarily mean anything because that is Wikipedia and anybody can. Right. So, granted, Easter is at the end of March this year. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, so we've got this year's either... a leap year, so stuff is a little wonky. So uh, we got a th- basically we got a three to four month wait. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. and that being said, Wikipedia does have a title hmm. for one of the episodes as well. So according to it, episode two is going to be called "The Devil's Cord." Hmm. So. But again, this is Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Um, so, so, although the it, that does have an annotation, and supposedly that comes from the this month's copy of Doctor Who magazine in the letter from the showrunner. So okay, which is straight from the horse's mouth. RTD. 
Yes. So. Because apparently that is a bit of a nod to Star Trek. Hmm. So. Not ringing any bells. I'm like, Devil's Court. It almost sounds like a pastiche on Hallelujah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. With the one line about the cord. Devil's Court? Is that what it was? Yeah. But the annotation, the other annotation for that listing takes you to a article on Cultbox and um, uh, it, in the letter from the showrunner, it quotes that, that letter from the showrunner and said the uh, it, uh, the letter from Russell T. Davies, the letter from the showrunner in Dr. Magazine, apparently RTD said this, sometimes little surprises happen way beyond anything we could predict. <laughs> the other day, someone in Star Trek Picard suddenly said one of oh. our episode titles out loud. Okay, that's hardly surprising in a show where someone's always, always saying this could be the end of the galaxy, but it was odder than that. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I've seen Picard, Star Trek Picard, so I'm going to have to go back and watch. So Yeah. So, I mean, the person, who wrote, the person who wrote this article, which was posted back in April. Okay. <laughs> um, so this must have been a different letter from the showrunner column then. Um, <clears throat> they think the based on when the that column was written um they because it was written about uh, they say consider davies wrote the column around the time jinx monsoon was announced as starring in doctor who series 14 i'm going to guess davies was watching episode eight of star trek picard i watched surrender but don't possess an act of remembering dialogue verbatim being resourceful i checked one site with publishes the transcripts of all star trek picard episodes my guess for the doctor who title is the talking door I could easily be wrong in my guess. Davies invites fans to write into Doctor Who magazine with their own guesses. Okay. Which my guess is where the follow-up for that is probably the letter from the showrunner that's in mm -hmm. January 2024's Doctor Who magazine would be my guess. Okay. I don't read Doctor Who magazine on the regular, so somebody could tell us otherwise. So Yeah. Well, who knows? Yeah. Well, I'm surprised the Devil's Cord wouldn't tie back to something with the Beatles. Because I was yeah. doing a little research with, it happens to deal with some sort of courting. I could see one of the boys getting into trouble with <laughs> playing that. They have to stop them. Mm -hmm. don't, 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 don't do that. Mm -hmm. So... No. Yep. Well, time will tell, speaking of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I'm here for it, I think. Yes. I mean, it's Doctor Who. I'm always exactly. gonna be excited. It's New mm -hmm. Who, which is also exciting. It's a new doctor, which is also yes. very exciting. 
you know, this this episode was very fun. You know, again, a little song, you know, singing number is kind of fun. Um, you know, I think that the goblins turned out really well. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a, a number of them are people in costumes. Um, there's a, a nice little behind the scenes with uh, one of the actors, actresses playing one of the goblins um, on the Doctor Who TikTok, I think. <laughs> I would have to look. I'll find it. If I can find it again, I'll put a link to it. Um, I think it was on TikTok. Um, and, uh, you know, they just, they, they digitally multiply them. So it looks like there's more on there than they actually could hire, but a, a number of them are, you know, people in really, really, really good costuming and make it, makeup and stuff. So, um, that's, that's really, really cool when they can do the, the practical stuff like that. And I, I think this, the goblins just looks like a lot of fun. Um, and, um, you know, <laughs> creepy, obviously, for goblins mm-hmm. that eat babies, you know, that can be friendly looking. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, kind of fun. And uh, I, I, I just, uh, you know, we're obviously only so far in, you know, this is only our second time seeing Shooty as the doctor, but, uh, you know, I could easily see my him moving high on my list of, of favorite doctors <laughs> so because i'm really liking him so far so, and now we just have to wait till the quote-unquote easter sunday for dr who mm-hmm. return and yeah. for us to get who on the regular for some amount of time and then we'll be sad for a while and then i'll come back again and then we'll be happy and it'll go away again. And then it'll come back. <laughs> Good news is, in theory, knock on wood, <laughs> we should be getting who on a semi-regular basis for probably the next couple of years, would be mm-hmm. my guess. Because, you know, this, this obviously, this series, whatever you want to call it, number, uh, you know, yeah. Season with Shooty's Doctor has was shot a while ago and is in the books. You know, it's in the can, as it were. We'll probably get another holiday episode, whether it's Christmas, New Year's, to be determined. And we already know Shooty as last I heard was shooting his second season as the Doctor. So he's got at least two seasons as as the Doctor under his belt. Um, so barring any delays, we should get that second season of him as a doctor, hopefully without too much of a wait in between the two seasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that is the good thing, considering how long we went without Doctor Who, uh, (laughs) on a regular basis. Yeah. We'll take what, yeah, obviously we'll take what we can get because it's Doctor Who and we went it all. We, we all turn into Ver- we all turn into Veruca Salt. <laughs> I want it now. Uh huh. I want it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we turn into uh, yeah. I want it. Now. Bring up a, a, 
Anita's husband's band and Anita's supposed to have a band. Yes. Uh, Anyway. Though though I wouldn't mind Brian's take on the Doctor Who theme. That would be cool. Mm. (laughs) I mean... You would would think that an astrophysicist would uh, have, have some interest in Doctor Who or maybe... Maybe being, a, maybe being a PhD is like ruined you for any kind of science fiction. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> right. Not with Brian, it, I don't think. Probably I mean, come on. Flash Gordon? He's too much of a sport <laughs> oh, for that. That's true. That's true. I was gonna, I was gonna say, if, he, you know, if we're getting the Beatles, it's only a matter of time before we get the Doctor and Queen. Plus, right. I mean, very, I mean, easy in. Very. Well, that's true. But they also are very, very, very protective of any portrayal of Freddy. That is very that true, is, too. Yes. So, and uh, but that doesn't mean that Brian couldn't show up and maybe be like Mrs. Flood's husband. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And, and, oh, you know, throw a few, you know, throw in a few riffs on the guitar and I think we'll yeah. yep. mm-hmm. or you know Queen and you know we just like hear Freddy instead of actually see him so I, right yeah what was it that I was talking about or I saw some I don't know I can't remember what it was but somehow Queen being portrayed in something got brought oh it was weird the Al Yankovic story and mm-hmm. how they what and how they ended up uh, deciding which member of Queen they were going to go with, and Weird Al is explaining that he would have liked to have all of Queen, mm-hmm. but they're very protective about how Freddie is portrayed in media, um, which is why they decided to, <laughs> you know, obviously Freddie out, Brian too obvious, uh, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> It's like, hey, that leaves us with two left. I don't know if they flip the coin or what. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the one thing because it's like you know, because yeah, I, I and yeah, I if Doctor Who, unfortunately, Doctor Who was winding down the same time the Queen, Queen, you know, was kind of making you know was still big. So it's like they couldn't. Mm-hmm. They couldn't have made appearance, you know, as themselves. And unfortunately, there's just some stars that I think would make really good guests on Doctor Who that are no longer with us. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have loved to have David Bowie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Doctor Who. So he would have made it into the Guardians of the Galaxy if he had lived, but uh, mm-hmm. eventually, because I know James Gunn wanted to have him make a, an actual. You know, physical appearance, but it, you know, that's just unfortunately we lost David when we did. So, oh, just uh, didn't work out. So I'm still waiting on that Peter Jackson directed episode of Darnu. Uh huh. And um, maybe for those for those that are still with us, I really would like to see Hugh Laurie make an appearance on Doctor Who. Oh, oh yes. Oh yes. Uh, now the only way they're going to get Peter Jackson is if Disney ponies up a couple more millions of dollars for something, and I don't know if Disney has the cash, but possibly. I mean, they're obviously putting a lot of money into Doctor Who, so you know. True, that is true. Uh, 
if, it, if anything, Disney knows that sometimes your ROI, sometimes it's sometimes it's long term before you see a net positive. But it does eventually happen. So I'm just saying. We'll see. Dear, dear powers of be, dear Disney, please and thank you. I would like a Peter Jackson directed episode of Doctor Who. And it may or may not has to overlap with having Hugh Laurie as a guest appearance. <laughs> so uh-huh. it could all happen at once and Rachel will be happy. Yes. Yeah. And Rowan Atkinson. There we go. He would be another I'd love to see Doctor Have Mr. Bean show up in Doctor Who. <laughs> yes. And for those for those who were probably screaming at the podcast, but he was in Curse of Fatal Death back in ninety nine. That- like, no, but that's, that's not Doctor Who. That does not count. <laughs> no. That's that was a parody, a very funny yes. parody, and yes, a lot of fun yeah. to watch, but a parody. Anyway, yes. Anything else we want to bring up, or otherwise, I'm gonna continue my wish list. Well, we might be here all night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got. I got. I got. In that case, days. let me get on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter and just do a big long thread of this is what I want and uh-huh. anybody anybody is Bad Wolf Productions are they on Twitter I don't know. Well, we know Russell T Davies is so. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know he was. All right, I thought he yeah. Or maybe he's on Instagram. Oh, Instagram somewhere. He's on one of those. Okay, maybe it's Facebook. I don't know. He's well, somewhere. somewhere. Somewhere you can tag him. In. All yeah. right. So, if any of our listeners, they can send in their wish list requests or whatever it is they want to send us send in, whether we discuss it on the podcast today or another time, or if you just want to tell us what you got for Christmas, that'd be fun. That'd be fun to hear too. Uh, you Especially can send, if you send us, pictures. Oh yeah, send pictures. <laughs> send pictures if you if you feel so inclined. Uh, you can send us feedback. Our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, which is thefiveishfangirls.com, and that has uh, links to all of our social media, show notes, anything that we said we're going to link to is going to be there. Um, we have, you know, you can leave comments on our Facebook page or Instagram or our YouTube channel, which is there. Uh, we do have Twitter, X, Twixer. I don't know. I keep mm-hmm. trying to think of a of a of a clever name for it that combines both and I keep failing. But anyway, that thing, um, you can you can send us something there too. Um and we also have a Patreon and a merch shop and a we sell Kofi. Uh if you want to support the podcast in uh, a financial way that helps us with the uh, you know uh hosting and and the other stuff that costs money to keep a podcast going which of course as always we are so appreciative of those who do support us in that way in that manner because it's it's a choice it is something that you would like to do and and we uh we're we're grateful very very grateful for it so thank you thank you thank you thank you for listening commenting and sending in feedback and just being among our audience because that's 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 the main thing is we make a podcast for people to listen to and everything else is just gravy. So mm-hmm. thank you. And here's to, well, oh, well, I don't want to say, I don't want to say a wonderful 2024 because yeah. 
it's dangerous. Already, it's already gone off the rails, and it's only been a week. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm just kind of like, just let's just survive, all right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Poor country. And... I wake up on New Year's Day, and I'm like, all right, New Year. I open up social media, and I'm like, yes, yeah, seven point something earthquake in Japan. Warnings of tsunamis. Yes. I'm like, all right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, back uh, to bed. <laughs> And also, and also, it's, it's an election year, and I have I have determined I'm not bringing politics up because that's just no, you know. Uh, but every every election year in my adult life, I just I can see it. I just watch it progressively get worse and worse and worse. And I am expecting one of these election years that there's just going to be a nuclear bomb go off, and we're just going to look at it and like, of course it did. Because because that's that's what we were leading up to. So I'm not looking forward to this year strictly because of that. Because but there's always some some bullshit going on. So anyway, there's my outlook for 2024. So I'm hoping people write in and we just try to keep ourselves in good spirits one way or another. Mm-hmm. So and that being so, said, if any of our listeners yes want to uh because I'm slowly working on the uh the uh rules and timeline and everything for this year's oscar competition so if any of our listeners want to join in the fun send us a message and we can add you to the uh the chat on the facebook and you do not have to be a a cinema wonk to, nope. to get into this because Chrissy I has just, won the last two years tossing coins. I am not yep. the type to go out and watch all of the Oscar movies because most of them are depressing. If I'm mm-hmm. being, uh-huh. um, and I'm like, I've got, I, I have two little kids. It is so hard for me to get out to the movie theater. Movies are stupid expensive now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like if I'm gonna go to a movie or or watch sit down and watch a movie, it's gonna be something that I enjoy and not that it's a homework assignment. Um, uh-huh. because so, so, so I, what I do is I look at predictions. I look at who won what, and you know, that like we talked about Golden Globes. Uh, I looked at, you know, reviews and stuff like that. And I just kind of make my best guesses from there. So you do not, if you want to participate, um, do, do not feel like you have to like, Oh, I got to go watch all these movies. And you know, some of them are like three hours long and no, you don't have to do that. You can watch, you can watch some if you want to. That's totally mm-hmm. fine, but I, uh, yeah. I, I, I treat, yeah, meanwhile, I treat it like it's a, like a, a senior thesis. Yes. And <laughs> Chrissy is the one who's won for our team the last two years. So. Yes. Uh, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not I, I, like, I fill these things out and I am like, I am, I have no expectation of winning. Yeah. Dartboard. Yeah, it's a dartboard, but I, well, okay, not maybe a dartboard, but I, I look, I do look at because people, critics and stuff, post their predictions. I look at who's won already and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, so I there is a little bit of research that goes into it, but I don't sit down and watch all the movies because I just I do not have that kind of time. Mm-hmm. And you know, if like I said, if I'm gonna watch a movie, it's I'm gonna try to watch something that either my kids want to watch with me or yeah. my husband wants to watch with me or you know something like that. Mostly, it's it's yeah. it's anime these days. Yeah. yeah, but we don't get Oscar nominations until the twenty third. So really, if you want to join in the competition, really up until we get the actual nominations, and therefore we have something to work on, mm-hmm. just 
like I said, hit us, you know, hit us up and I'll add you to the, the chat. So, because between now and nominations, we'll need to sort the teams out depending on how many people we have. So that's, that's, that's the thing. So we want to make sure the teams are, are balanced as far as number of, number of players and stuff. So, yeah. Didn't we, didn't we tie last year? Yes, we did. Okay. Yes. I was like, I know we tied. I couldn't remember if it was last year or the year before, but yeah. No. No, we tied this last year, and then we yeah. we lost the year the, the one before that. Yes, <laughs> Sam. And, then, and then we won the first Off year. Sam. So oh. Yes. Year. So. so. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, join in if if you feel so inclined. It's friendly competition, and yeah, you know, it's not that serious. No, and you get it. You get a. You get engaged in a little bit of trash talk if you. If you know you're, you know if you, if if sports aren't your thing, and I know the NFL playoffs are are about to get underway here, and mm-hmm. I've been I've kind of been I've been doing a little bit a little bit of trash talking mm-hmm. uh, on certain things because some some of my teams actually made it in. So. Some uh-huh. or or did not. Oh, yep. poor, poor Jackson, though. Poor Jackson. <laughs> this is why oh. I watch Italian soccer. Uh, <laughs> oh, but that game was... Oh, oh. I, said, I told Chauncey, I said, if I hadn't watched it live, I would not have believed it. I even showed him some of the he, clips afterwards. You and me both. He was like, he was like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was Saturday. <laughs> then I think Saturday yeah. night, I sat and watched the Canadian Canadians hockey game and sympathized with Nick because it was <laughs> as, it was about as bad and they and the Canadians wound up winning by penalty shots. Yeah. <laughs> and then but, Sunday, uh, let's just that, say the Olympics yep. this year are going to be quite interesting because I'm not. You yeah. know, most everyone just goes with their home country. Uh-huh. Although this is Summer Olympics, so there's no hockey, but still. Right. Uh, well. Yeah. Well. Uh, I've been getting yeah. a lot of our 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 inter our intermen are going to be split between their home country teams, even if they get on their country team to begin with. Right. So we may we may be cheering for multiple countries yeah. when it comes to soccer in the Olympics this year. Yeah, <laughs> what happens with with basketball is like yeah, you know, there's a lot of NBA players from Europe and and yeah, and those in the, those countries, and they go back home and they play for their their national team. So it's the same sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, I I I gotta say I I have to apologize to Nick, because uh, because I've been getting a lot of ads for um, the Vegas Golden Knights, and I know he's like not a fan of them, but they are like they're I guess they're they kind of claim Utah as the local team, even though I think Colorado would probably be closer, but uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with the with the with the Knights. I'm sorry, they're just kind of. They're they're my local. I guess they're my local team, <laughs> or as local as we're ever gonna get, unless. Although they are pushing for us to have a pro a pro baseball team in Salt Lake, so I don't know. Although we did, because we were the we were chosen to be the preferred host for the twenty thirty four Winter Olympics. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know if that's the actual host. I'm so dumb about these kinds of things. I think like, it. Yeah, because I think it depends on the host city, but yeah. not every host city is capable of hosting every sport. Uh, so yeah. sometimes they have to outsource. Yeah. So, I mean, we did it 
in twenty in, in two thousand two, and everybody said they were those were pretty those were pretty dang good. So honestly, I think Salt Lake is like the only city that really wants to host them because nobody again <laughs> or again, and we still have all the infrastructure like. We have like the Olympic Oval is still being used, and I mean, good grief, mm-hmm. all the resorts. Come on, and and we do, and you know, they do. We do have a minor league hockey team, and and our our uh, main ba- basketball arena can be converted to a hockey skating rink. So we've kind of we've kept it all up. So why not? Mm-hmm. So anyway. Are we gonna are we gonna wrap this up? Yes. <laughs> We've been on for two weeks. We will, you know, we gotta go. Enough sports ball. Yes. <laughs> yeah. so All right. And, well. and sports. So there we go. Yes. We're back, folks. You know you're We're back. Us. We're back. Tangents and squee. Here we are. <laughs> yep. Yep. So. All right. Well, with that, we shall uh, sign off for this week. <laughs> This is Brittany and Bubba saying goodnight. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Preached in Indianapolis, Indiana. And I have no rhythm or flow, so I'm not even going to try to replicate some of the, that, that, that uh, pseudo-rapping hip-hop singing that, that Shudy did with the Goblin King. Just... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I'll watch the episode again. They do it so much better. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Five Ish Fangirls. Please visit the Fangirls.com. For details on how to further support the show, along with information on our nonprofit, Fangirls Give Back. We love our five-ish fam and appreciate all of your feedback, shares, and encouragement. Remember to keep letting your geek flag fly.